Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, you know, this is the last podcast of 2015. You realize that? It We're is. Doing it a is. lot. It's pretty cool. I mean, we're up to number 2015 what is has been 2015 has been nuts. This is like podcast 74, I 74, think. 74, yeah. 2015 has been a huge year all around. And you're right. We're going out this year with with this podcast. will be Tuesday, obviously. And Thursday is the last day of the year. We're doing our FAQ video that we try to do every year. We are doing one of those. That comes out last day of the year. So this is kind of fitting. Yeah. We only took one break over Thanksgiving break in the U.S. And uh, so we're back just to kind of wrap things up and give you guys mm -hmm. a state of the show. This is really more of Todd and I kind of reflecting on the year of 2015 and reflecting on our yep. own thoughts, reflecting on the show, speaking a little bit about what's coming up, uh, thoughts in our brains about, you know, what we're mulling for the mm -hmm. big stuff, the little stuff, everything in between, and really just kind of wanted to make it more of a discussion between you and I and Todd and everybody listening and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of wrap things up, put a button on it, I suppose. I like to put a bow on conversations, but that's me. You know. There you go. There you so, go. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Th those of you that are listening to this podcast are kind of our most dedicated audience. I mean, you guys, oh, the yeah, only level kind yeah. of beyond you guys are our patrons, and many of our patrons also listen to the podcast, so thank you guys for that. So you're the ones that, that are kind of the closest to being the Everyday Driver family, for lack of a better way to put it. That's a and great way to I'm put it. I'm thinking family. It's, it's the end of the year. You're all hanging out with family. No, but seriously, I mean, it is, it is that situation. You're the ones that seem to get what we do the most and, and engage the most with us, so it, it seemed appropriate to just kind of sit down and go, okay, here's what this year's been like here's what we're thinking for next year so that you guys know and because i mean you're our ambassadors to other people anyway we want to yeah just engage a, you in the conversation putting it you know that I, I think you wanted to kick things off by talking a little bit about weekly content starting small work to bigger things mm -hmm. i suppose but i think you had a lot of thoughts on your mind that you and i were discussing and i just i wanted to well, give you the floor a little bit to talk about you know the weekly content where's that's been because we started that in what yeah, yeah, yeah. may and we May, were closely watching our numbers, closely watching analytics, uh, we continue all that to. stuff. I mean, the, the, greatest thing, the greatest thing, I mean, you, you and I have been beating this back and forth, so it's in interesting to include others with it. And we welcome, uh, our, I'm going to go ahead and say, we welcome your thoughts. I mean, Everyday oh, Driver yeah, TV absolutely. at Gmail, you can email us, you can Facebook messages. That's the thing. Whenever you guys write to us, we are still reading all of it. Whether we include your car debate or not, we're reading all of it. Any of your comments and questions we're reading we're engaging with many of you, be it Facebook, be it that email address. So yeah, that's one of yeah. the other reasons we're including you in this conversation so you kind of understand what's going on. And as Paul said, you know, we went to weekly content May of this year. And the discussion leading up to that was the most consistent comment we got from you guys was, hey, more video. We want <laughs> more, more video. Yep. And, then, and then the other thing we got from others that we know doing video, Matt Fair, a great friend of the show, had obviously increased his output tremendously, exponentially to one takes. And many other people we knew either on YouTube or people from YouTube in general were all telling us the exact same thing, and that is YouTube is just about quantity. So you guys are yeah. operating with quality, yeah. which is important to us, but we just we, we kind of we bit the bullet on it and went, okay, all right, how do we figure out how to do at least weekly content? We've been doing monthly forever and worried about it looking like television. Let's do stuff that looks a little bit more like web stuff. Let's back it off a bit, at least for us. 
and do weekly. So that was our attempt in May. And oh, wow. Um. <laughs> well, this is our attempt at simplification, not only from a more content on YouTube standpoint, but more of a simpl simplification of what we do as shooters. Because you probably mm -hmm. know that Todd and I do a lot of the shooting or most of the shooting for a fast blast. We've got Edgar yeah. and, you know, Chance and a lot of other folks for Gavin and yeah, the, Gavin, all those guys for our main comparisons. And those are more of a bit more of a plan. You know, we might have travel involved, that kind of thing. But this was mm -hmm. our attempt at mm -hmm. simplification for our own workflows to make it easy. So we're not just, you know, kind of doing the same thing. So that's why you see what, you know, maybe fewer shots, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But well, I mean, the truth of it is the 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 standard comparison reviews, you know, it takes even if we're shooting three or four cars in a review, that that boils down to about six hours of shooting per car. Fast blasts yeah, take right. about two and a half. Right. Fast blasts takes two and a half. So so right there you can see the difference. And obviously it because there's less footage, there's less editorial, it allowed us to go to weekly. But if you think about it another way, we upped our output by four times. Okay? We went to yeah. four times yep. as much content. Instead of being once a month, it was now once a week, four times as much content. Now, the YouTube wisdom would suggest, wow, you guys are gonna blow up by comparison. And when we initially launched we had a nice bump. What's been surprising, though, is to watch our numbers since then. And I, I, I have to be honest. I mean, based on everything we know of YouTube, this continues to baffle me. But the truth is we have been on a steady increase since we started the show, a very steady, steady state increase. Right, right. I expected once we went to weekly content, there would be a big boost, and then that increase would just be exponentially faster, still increasing but even faster. That has not been the case. We had an initial boost in May, June, and then we've kind of tapered back off to an increase that was no greater than it was prior. So while we're still increasing, mm -hmm. I mean, like our year-over-year -year numbers is a nice increase, but our... Steady state increase is almost identical to before we were doing weekly content. So four times as much content and the exact same growth rate. And unfortunately, hmm. unfortunately, our comparison pieces, well, or fortunately, I mean, I as a filmmaker think this is fortunate, but it depends on how you want to look at it. Our comparison pieces are playing to about 10 times more viewership and income than our fast blasts. So... You have these fast blasts, or even our, our long-term pieces, because those are included in weekly content. Those pieces are getting watched, but the minute we drop a comparison, it plays at least 10 times more than the fast blasts. And, and that was one of the frustrations, I'm, I'm talking for him now, but he's mentioned it a lot, that Matt Farah always talked about with his pieces before he went to one-takes, is he would make a really well-produced piece, and he would make a one-take piece, and they'd get the same amount of viewership, or the one-take piece might get more, and that always frustrated him. And I kind of expected that. But we're experiencing exactly the opposite. The opposite. Our fast, our fast blast play, they, don't get me wrong. You guys like them. We get good comments. We get good shares. We'll talk about that again in a minute. You know, that's cool. But just sheer, just awareness, shares, numbers-wise, it gets a tenth of the viewing of our big, well-produced comparison pieces, which makes it kind of hard to go... Why are we doing fast blasts again? It, it, it's it's a weird, and it's exactly the yeah. reverse of what we've been told about YouTube. That's the thing. It's the opposite of the YouTube wisdom, which is so strange. Follow my thinking here. Listening to you describe this, and you and I have talked about this a lot. 
Listening to it again here as you're speaking, I'm just wondering, this is my own speculation, pure speculation, mm -hmm. but our comparisons are very curated in terms of the cars, the, the newness mm -hmm. of the cars. They are newer. They're in the news. They're sure. press yeah, yeah. cars. They're recently released. Whatever brand new year they're for, they're the recent most talked about newsworthy items. People are waiting for these cars. They're wondering about them. Yeah. Maybe it's the upgraded oh, yeah, yeah. model, the facelifted model, whatever it is. I'm wondering if because our fast blasts are not necessarily the new press cars, they're not necessarily the latest, newest thing, even though I would think it's given us an opportunity to get in tune things. It's given us an opportunity mm -hmm. to get into oh, yeah. things like that little rascally Mark One GTI with Audi 1.8 <laughs> yeah, Turbo. Absolutely. And yeah. weird one-offs and things that are standalone that you and I said, this is interesting. We need to drive it from a mm -hmm. it, from mm -hmm. an enthusiast perspective, from our own driving enthusiast perspective, just knowledge of the car. There's a bunch of cars out there that I would like to drive that don't really belong anywhere. But we Agreed. talk about Agreed. them on the podcast, the 944 Turbo. We're not going to compare that to whatever. It's too old. It's yeah. not relevant mm -hmm. in terms of that. They're ten grand. If you want one, go get one. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> listening here, I'm thinking, okay, is it because they're little oddities, B-Spec Subaru or, um, you know, whatever that may have been, yeah. they're cool, interesting things, but because they're not the most newsworthy, relevant new cars and they're not press cars, I'm just wondering out loud and I'm wondering with our listeners here too, because... It's absolutely a factor. Is that I, I less right. appealing? I is it Because I think... I would think it wouldn't be because we're excited to get into whatever this new hot thing is or old thing is and mm -hmm. go, wow, I yeah. had no idea. And look at the lineage. And oh, so that's where the Toyota whatever came from. And oh, sure. I get it now. And, you know, I see the lineage. We're excited. I think that translates on camera. But then maybe our audience isn't quite as into it. But, and that's why they're clobbering the the comparisons you know what i mean but but here's the other thing yes there's part of it. that's part of it i think that is a factor and i think the comparison nature of it is, is a factor as well but you know let's come back to uh look at any of the long-running marks and magazines they only okay. deal in new cars why they deal in new cars because that's where the ad revenue is of all of those companies pushing new cars and that's the stuff that's the reason people are subscribing is so they right. can hear about the latest greatest whatever of course and, and, of and course. that's the other reason if you go if you go a step beyond that that's why when they do their car of the year thing they even restrict that to cars made in the calendar year so i mean <laughs> right, clearly right, clearly the model for yeah. the history of car journalism is you have to cover the new stuff I, I find it interesting. Look, the, the, these are not these are not direct correlation realities here. But I mean, you look at the the king of the king of YouTube, PewDiePie, that just does computer reviews. Yeah, he's all about volume. He's not about quality. He's all about volume, and he's reviewing whatever new games, old games, whatever. It's just him doing what he does. In a way, that's kind of what Matt does with his one takes, and he does it so successfully. And Absolutely. they're fun to watch, oh, whatever yeah. car they are. And then he has other ones. He had a, that. Lamborghini Huracan recently with the guy dragging the log behind that went viral <laughs> because of the weird things going on in that. So then he has, but they're successful, period. Then he has the viral ones on top of that. Sure. And kudos sure. to him. I mean, it's been hugely successful. I told him recently when we were on his podcast that he's cracked it. I mean, he's cracked, for lack of a better way to put it, he's cracked kind of the Pootie Pie model for car reviews. And bravo, mm -hmm. Matt, yeah. honestly. Absolutely. That doesn't work for you and I just because we've got two hosts, if nothing else. But, sure, you sure. know. It, 
clearly the, the new cars matter and the comparisons matter. And obviously that means we need to keep not only cranking those out, but really making sure that they're awesome because that is really working for us and continues to work for us. I just find it funny that we seem to be, in many ways, the grand exception because everybody tells us, just do more and you'll make more. Well, right. we're doing more, right? and the growth is almost exactly the same. I mean, thanks for being with us, uh, genuinely. And the audience response that we get from you guys is amazing. But the growth is identical at four times the output, and that's shocking. It is great. I agree. The, the response has been very encouraging, excellent, because we still, I mean, it's us. Let's be honest. We're still putting a bunch of work into it because Todd and I always said, mm -hmm. We want quality. If our faces and names are going to be out there and on a video, we want yeah, quality out yeah. of it. Matt's cracked it. I, I like to think that people come to us as well for, you know, second and third opinions. Or if they're watching Everyday Driver, they're watching for both of our opinions, the, the oh, you know, the dichotomy, whatever that is, the fun, we're jabbing at each other, that kind of thing. And yeah. that's part of the appeal to whatever this is, the 82 Super that we drove. So cool. Uh, you know, we got mm -hmm. tons of mm -hmm. comments on that car about, man, I had one in high school and da 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 da, da and it just, I love the memories that this it's is awesome. sparking yeah. for people. And so that's been very encouraging. So if, yeah, I mean, I like to say keep oh. it coming, but we've got to keep it coming too. But just yeah. in a, we're trying to figure out, you know, okay, if we do change something here, what is it that we change? What do we tweak? What do we mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go back to or move forward with or say, okay, so that was an experiment. That kind of worked, but we're going to well, tweak it like this. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I should, yes, I agree. And I, I think I think I should clarify two things, and you, you, you're already kind of saying it, and that is, first off, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving YouTube. And I don't think there's a scenario here where we go back to once a month. I don't right. think that's a reality no, either. No, no. We're just sitting around looking at the analytics, especially at the end of the year here, and going, okay, so what does this mean? How do we learn for, from it? What do we do? Because I think you and I have enjoyed the fast blast and the long terms immensely because it's gotten us out of just doing the comparos. True. Into, as you said, tune stuff, weird True. stuff. Hey, let's, we've talked about the FRS. Wondered, where in, do we put in, that? We'd love to drive absolutely. your awesome tune, whatever, 800 million mm -hmm, horsepower thing, mm -hmm. but where do we put it? Well, the fast bus yeah. gave us a place to put it, and I love that you absolutely. and I are doing that. It's, it's broadening mm -hmm. our horizons, our driving styles, our... You know, getting into yeah, different yeah, yeah. things and broadening the car debate as well, which is great. But I, yeah, yeah and and you're right. We're not going anywhere. We're just wondering out loud. And as a mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, between you and I and the fence post kind of thing. But it's really you and I and yeah. and all of our watchers and listeners. What do we? All, all of you guys that listen to the podcast, tweet? which is what's great because yeah. we'll get some commentary about yeah. it, which is fun. And 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 we're even you and I are even you know we're not going to get into what all we're talking about specifically yet because we're still hammering it out <laughs> and want your thoughts. Details but, aren't there yet. But we're even talking about well, yeah we're even talking about other scenarios other you know because if you think about it we've got kind of three major types of content right now we've got our comparisons we've mm -hmm. got our fast blasts mm -hmm. and we've got our long terms yep. those are the three we're even pondering a fourth or fifth style of thing. That I mean, we're just we're just thinking about ideas, and uh, and we've gotten I've gotten some great emails. You've gotten great emails. We've read through them, talked about them. So there's a lot of stuff rattling around in our head, especially into the year here. We, we we hunkered down so much for pilgrimage that I feel like since it's come out, we've kind of both stepped back and gone, okay, all right. I mean, I know I definitely have <laughs> kind of yeah. stepped back and oh, gone. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm breathing. I'm breathing again. I'm thinking about other things. What do we do now? And it's it's been a fascinating range of conversation, and you know. We're even talking about uh, some of the other stuff that you guys have brought up, like meetups are starting to get discussed. Yep. Maybe going yep. places and inviting you guys and meeting with you guys and doing an event. And when I say that, I say that very open-ended. I mean, we've talked about just car meetups. We've talked about track meetups. What are these? We've had people ap approach us 
wanting to do drives and trips, and we're debating a lot of that. Mm-hmm. All of that is about as much information as I can give you right now, because that's about as far as it's been talked about. But but that's cool that the the kind of camaraderie element of it is starting to come up more and more. So there's a, there's an offshoot there somewhere too. And how many people have come through Utah just to visit and say, hey, I'm going to be in the area, and we've met up with mm-hmm. fans and folks and just had dinner and talk cars, which is really yeah. great. It's been a, a very cool, very cool thing that's happened. And then, I, you know, keeping the ideas going, we've been talking about audio podcast ideas. We've been wanting to do this for a while, and that is having guest uh, speakers, guest you know, podcast hosts to either debate a car with us, talk about what they're doing in the industry. We've had Michael yeah, Harley on a couple of times. We had Tyrek on once, but we want to do more of that as well. And I think that mm-hmm. would benefit you guys, the listeners. You know, we even talked about, you know, people who have bought something and then, hey, come on the show and tell us the buying process. You heard us on the car yeah. debate. Then you went and did your thing. You got the car. Hey, come on and tell us what it was like. What did yeah. you learn? What little nuggets of information can you share with the audience? That kind of thing. So that's as also extended to the podcast, and that's something we've been wanted to do as well. Well, in addition to the, video I mean, that's stuff. the thing. When when we had Michael Harley on, we wanted that to be kind of the beginning of a monthly or every six week deal, and yeah. it didn't happen honestly because we were pushing <coughs> so hard to keep every, everything <coughs> else rolling. Well, yeah, <laughs> and we were pushing so hard to keep everything else rolling. Yeah. We were prepping yeah. uh, pilgrimage. We were shooting the the weekly stuff. That it was just one of those things where okay, the podcast you and I can do in a last minute. Oh my gosh, we got to do a podcast. So the whole guest thing fell to the wayside because we were worried about other stuff. We want to get back into that. I'm glad you brought that up. We're also even talking about because here's the here's the lesson I feel like I'm learning in all of this. Okay. And and it's not a new lesson. I just kind of want to reiterate it for both of us and share it as well. And that is, YouTube is the place. It is the oh, yeah. place yeah. to build a brand, get the word out, be shared, etc. And I'm going to go out and say it. You, you guys, feel free to operate as our army. I mean, honestly, if, if you want to share what we're doing with others, you've ever thought about it, please do, because that helps us more than you even know. So, you know, if you need marching orders, there they are, I guess. I, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> call, but, call to action. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> exactly. But, but here's the thing. I'm also just realizing almost painfully that the YouTube thing is growing the brand, but it's never going to make us money that makes us grow like we'd want to. So right, we're we're right. looking very seriously about other opportunities. We're having some television discussions, and that's literally almost farther than I should admit to talking about Probably. right now. We're having the, <laughs> those discussions. But it's out there. We, of course, are... But we're going to do another feature film in 2016 that is a model that we really like. And that one, I don't know if we've actually said this. We, we talked about it at the premiere. You know, you've got 50 Years of 9-11, our first one, yep. that was very much a cinematic review film. Yeah. And yeah. then you've got Pilgrimage, which is very much a come be goofy with us on a road trip and some fun just driving experience. mid Inches and Mountains is somewhere in the middle, okay? That's mm-hmm. kind of the, the, yeah, the spectrum of our it. films. Yeah. Our, our 2016 film is much more in the style of 50 Years of 9-11, a very big cinematic comparison piece that we are already working on the pre-pro for. I know that seems insane because I know Pilgrimage <laughs> came out like 25 <laughs> minutes ago, but we are already talking about Yikes. it. So that's going to continue. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is what we do. Is what that's going to continue. But we're just thinking about, all right, how do we grow the brand, frankly, beyond YouTube while still staying on YouTube? Because clearly that is the place we need to be, want to be, and like to interact with you guys. But it isn't going to be the place that's going to allow us to grow mainly financially in the ways that we want to. I mean, you hear about the folks, I'm back to them again, PewDiePie that makes his millions a year. Guys, the the needle in a haystack numbers of the folks that actually make real money. I mean, there's folks with plenty of million subscribers that barely make rent. 
Yeah, so, you, were told you know, me there's, about that. there's a dichotomy there. You start digging into that, and and big numbers on YouTube don't necessarily mean big money, and that's a frightening reality. But we're you know we're realizing that, and we're looking for other revenue streams. I'm glad you keep reiterating that because you're right. We're not going anywhere. We're not switching the model in a sense, going away from YouTube. We're looking to add. We're looking to tweak and refine, and continue mm -hmm. to grow the brand to to keep bringing you bigger, better kinds of things because. Todd and I love what we do. We love it. It's a creative Absolutely. outlet. We love the interaction with everybody listening, everybody watching. Comments, good, bad, or whatever in between. We love the interaction and creating the discussion. I'm just amazed when I go on YouTube and I, I see the discussion that has been created. Sometimes not always appropriate, but most of the time it's, it's influential. It's good insight. It's people who know what they're mm -hmm. talking about. I'm thinking, wow, we're, we're contributing to the car culture in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> they're there too. Gosh, what else? I was talking to PewDiePie, talking about somebody about PewDiePie the other day. Oh. And I, and they said, well, you know, if he stops making videos, he's hosed. And I thought, well, and he's already made his millions. He could stop and be guys. I'm done. His, his but, yeah, content will still continue to make money. Yeah, his back catalog. The back yeah, catalog part, and I think, okay, but we're not at that level. We're not, that's not where we're at. I don't know if, I mean, yeah, the money income would be nice just to produce more stuff and mm -hmm. recon, you know, reconcile that against all the ideas floating around in our head, the crazy oh, no, stuff that Todd calls me. He'll call me in the middle of the day at lunch and be like, I figured it out. I Here's what we're doing. <laughs> he called me during pilgrimage, you guys. He, he was in the middle of editing Pilgrimage, yeah. <laughs> and uh -huh, he had this brilliant idea, which I'm not going to tell you yet, and he called me and said, I know what we're doing for next year's film, and I went, uh, don't you need to finish our third one here? Yes. Aren't you in the middle it of that? It was complete insanity. Like, it was complete okay. insanity. <laughs> which, it, was, I, it was super late. I was delirious. <laughs> I called you anyway with an idea, and, 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 I, and I could almost... I could almost hear your braid come to a screeching halt as you were like, okay, I'm going to stop you for a second. Aren't you exactly. trying to edit the current film while you call me about yeah. the next one? I mean, and, and it was, I mean, stepping outside of myself, it was a moment of sheer insanity for me. But this is how we operate. I mean, we're, we're playing a serious long game here. Yeah. I've actually got yeah. a, I, I thought I still had this. I've actually got a chart here. I know it's crazy, but. I've actually got a chart here that I came across not that long ago about YouTube that says there are more than 800,000 ad-supported channels on YouTube, but more than 500,000 of them have less than 1,000 subscribers. So where are we on this weird scale with PewDiePie at the top? Well, folks, I mean, only about 3,000 channels, period, 3,000 out of 800,000 channels actually have more than 100,000 subscribers. I mean, that's the, roughly that's the still numbers. amazes me. And there's some big yeah, names I out mean, there, some big publications, news publications, that have less subscribership than we do. That floors me. Mm -hmm. But it's there's, I mean, there, different look, kind of There's content, plenty of folks with millions, millions of stuff, because cars are much more niche than science experiments you can do in five minutes or comedy shorts that are every day for right, two minutes. That right. stuff's much broader than we are and ever will be. You know, But it is interesting to understand that that number is so low, roughly 3,000 or so channels operating at above 100,000 subscribers is tiny when you think of the YouTube world. And, you know, that's why we're not going anywhere. It's, it's a great place to be in that regard. It's just not a money-making place to be, which is frightening to say, but true. Didn't YouTube send those analytics? Wasn't that an email that we got that was just part of the end-of-the-year wrap-up kind of thing? And it was just, it was revelatory for me to hear you rattle off these statistics and go, okay, we're it was very near the top in terms of 
just sheer numbers, mm-hmm. but the in the grand spike, scheme, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That woman yeah. who just unwraps toys with her hands and films the new toys and games, <laughs> and she makes jillions of dollars yeah. apparently, and going, yeah. okay, we're pouring, you know, not that we mind, don't don't hear that either. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad you keep reiterating this. It's fun, it's creative, we love it. We're looking to tweak it yeah. and continue to grow by staying where we're at. But what are the options? And so I love it when mm-hmm. you write in about what car choices, you know, all that kind of stuff. But if you have ideas, you know, if you're looking at other videos, things that we haven't seen go, you know how so-and-so does it over here, they're doing blank. How could we adapt that to our business model to further things? Yeah. Brace ourselves for for the the torrent of email. We're discussing. (laughs) Well, yeah. And especially with the the break, you know, everybody's on holiday right now. And I guess I'll whip off an email to Todd and Paul and and we will, read it. we will we should we should we should probably move on to some other stuff I want, I want to talk about kind of our best of the year everybody does best of the year in fact we have an FAQ coming this Thursday that kind of yes, talks best of the do. year and a few cool questions that's actually kind of a fun FAQ but I want to talk about that. We should actually mention Pilgrimage one more time. Uh, we've talked about that a lot of late. Uh, many of you have seen it over the holiday and have left comments. If you have not left a comment yet, please leave your comment on either Vimeo or Amazon. Wherever you saw it, leave a comment there. The comments so far are great. We're getting some really good commentary. We're asking you guys to share it. If you know yeah, people, the, the consistent thing, and I know you've noticed this, and we talked about it, Paul. The consistent thing we've seen is that people watch it and it feels like a universal need to try to do this trip. And I'm realizing it's universal enough and the the interest is universal enough among car people that if you know car folks, you should tell them about the film because uh, clearly, and and leave your review because it helps others find it. So definitely do that. We we love that input and that feedback Mm -hmm. because you're right. It helps people find it and it helps people justify it because they might've come across it for the first time and think, all right, this looks interesting, but what are people saying, you know? Hey, yeah, excuse me, yeah. who's your dentist? You know, wh- what are people saying about it? <laughs> who's your and, dentist? <laughs> you know what I mean. Everyday driver, now drilling your tooth. That's awesome. That's <laughs> Everyday exactly drillers. What I, I, yeah. <laughs> Everyday dentist. Wow. Okay. Know. We should. We really ought to move on. All to right. That. We'll move I, on. I want to talk about a few of our kind of best of from the year. I, I, I thought of a few questions. We were debating some questions on this. Uh, just to give people more of a behind the scenes on as stuff was happening and we were enjoying ourselves or not enjoying ourselves. Uh, you know, what were those things? I mean, uh, what was for you like the biggest surprise of the year? I thought about this. I wrote down some notes here to share with you. And uh, I guess the biggest surprise was I really wasn't expecting to travel as much as I did this year. Mm. I traveled uh, four times to Europe and attended, uh, I wrote this list down, I attended a lot of notable museums and car shows that I have you thought, did. man, wouldn't it be great to get to that? And I look back at this year, and I did a lot of them. I went to the mm. BMW mm. Museum in Munich, the Porsche and Mercedes-Benz Museums in Stuttgart. Uh, what else? I hit uh, Neuschwanstein Castle in Bavaria while I was there, which was cool, mm-hmm. even though not car-related. Goodwood Festival of Speed in the UK. Yeah, um, we were all over. Monterey Weekend, Pebble Beach Weekend in the U.S. on the uh, California West Coast. And then the Frankfurt Motor Show, after we finished filming Pilgrimage, you had to fly home, and I stayed for another day, and Thomas and I went to the Frankfurt Motor Show, and it got even more cars, and I thought, man, am I sick of cars? Nope. Let's go to the Motor Show. (laughs) It was, I'm looking back and just going, I, that surprised me. It really was. Just, just that kind of, the, the influence that it's provided this year, the the input, the, well, and breadth and depth of, you know, definitely broadening the horizons, that kind of thing. It was great. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and then you flew to L.A. and did the L.A. show in November. I mean, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Over. L.A. Auto Show, too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot because to that's that the on one the that list. I did. You did Holy all cow. the rest of these. But, <laughs> but the fact that you did, that you did Goodwood and, uh, and Frankfurt yeah. and Monterey <laughs> in the same year. I mean, same any year. one of those three yeah. is a destination trip by itself. You added the car museums. We did the pilgrimage. I mean, my gosh, it was unbelievable the stuff you saw this year. Yeah, I still can't believe that. I'm just looking back. I'm surprised by that. That just... You know, a year ago this time, I would have never, ever thought that. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate mm-hmm. to be able to squeeze that in amongst everything else, and I'm just amazed. Yeah, yeah. So definitely thankful well, for that. Biggest surprise for me for the year is <laughs> I was sitting here going, well, I could talk about this, I could talk about this. And then I went, you know what really shocked me was when Jalopnik actually posted our Celica Supra film. Oh right! <laughs> I I I could not have been more shocked, and I, and I can't exp- yeah, I really can't right. explain what I'm about to tell you. I can't explain it to you at all. For whatever reason, Jalopnik knows who we are, and pretty much doesn't post our stuff. Yeah. They just don't. They yep. post a lot of people's stuff. Yep. They get reposts from all over the place. They're fully aware of who we are, and we just we're a non-entity to them. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. So anyway, I think this may be the first time Jalopnik's ever posted about us. And if it's been before, it's been very rare. I think there may have been like a 50 years of 9-11, but even that I think was opposite lock, not Jalopnik proper. Yeah, yeah. So Jalopnik proper pops up with, hey, have you seen this Celica review? And a couple people sent it to me the day it posted, and I, I sat there just jaw-dropped going, <laughs> okay, all the stuff we've yeah, done. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Devin's car and his story and that Celica Super film is a cool film, and I love oh, that yeah, story. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. But at the same time, I was going, <laughs> this is the, the piece you posted? <laughs> really? You picked that one? Hello. I mean, cool. And I, I was thrilled. I was thrilled it got posted. And I actually, the day it got posted, I I'd hopped on there and I was reading the comments that already existed. I'm sure there's more now, but I read the comments that existed. Some guy on there was like, hey, I'm glad you guys finally posted Everyday Driver content. And I was kind of like, well, thanks for saying that. But at the same time, <laughs> this is the piece that Jalopnik posted. I was shocked by that. That truly was. I thought of a few surprises this year. And that was the one that I was like, that never expected. And I think you com- called came me. Out of, you went, hey, did you see this? And I went, really? Yeah. You're kidding me. Well, but it, I had to because it came out of left field to me. Like two yeah, or three little Facebook yeah. messages popped up. Hey, have you seen this? I was like, what is this? And it said, wait, what? <laughs> so cool. Thanks, Jalopnik, for posting our stuff. But I couldn't believe that that was the one that did it. So anyway, that was definitely the surprise for me. What was your What was your favorite film we did this year? Mm, put a little thought to this one, too. And I have two. I'll, I will briefly brush up against the first one. It was a fast blast. So not a film, oh, really? but it was because of the car. You're not going to say pilgrimage, really? You're not going to say pilgrimage? Well, it, it is up there. I mean, it's <laughs> sort of that's sort of fish in a barrel. That, that goes without saying. That's, that was that's my obvious. I, I take that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Point taken. Go on. Thinking back, I had the tester's model of the BMW M6, that 1986 to 1988 mm. M6 that we drove. And it was really surreal to have just obsessed over this car I and the model that. and the parts of the car as this kid and then handed the opportunity to drive one that's in pristine condition and just go take it for a drive. It was such yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. And it was the it wasn't along the lines, you know, you say never meet your high school heroes or whatever that is. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was better than that. I just thought I would actually like to own this car. It's just it's a grand tour, it's fun to drive, it's a throwback. It's so analog. Yeah, I see that. One button yeah. does one thing and that's <laughs> it. 
It was Here amazing. Here is your button for this fan speed <laughs> punch. Mean, yeah, we're used yeah. to multifunction everything in a none of you know, that. None of that. One screen yeah, totally and agree. it's one giant button does that one thing. That's it. Simple, pure. That's a good point. So refreshing. So that was my favorite Fast Blast, but my favorite film was our really kind of a different look for us. And that was when we flew to L.A. and collected the M235i and the new Audi S3. Mm. And you looked at me and said, this is such a great country. I mean, we just free cars. We just collected a couple cars and we're <laughs> headed out to Palm Springs to go drive them like crazy yeah. all weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a different look. As you said, it was very lunar landscapey kind of look for us. Yeah, definitely. Which was different. Two bright red cars in this crazy landscape. But I enjoyed the drive out there with you. Just hanging out on the freeway and getting those cars mm. out there. And sure. then how much, of course, that 235 touched my soul because it is yes. so great. Uh, and, we're all uh, aware. Yes. Uh -huh. Man. And just just the whole experience of that film. And Edgar came out. He met us out there. And mm -hmm. just just being out Shout there. Shot some of just, his best work. Yeah, it, looked, it was a great yeah, looking piece. Yeah, he did. Um, just the fact that we drove all the way out there, did our thing, just hung out, relaxed. It wasn't a stressful mm -hmm. film for me. We weren't running and gunning. We, we were working right. hard. Yeah. But it wasn't stressful. But comparatively. Was, comparatively, you're right. You're comparatively, absolutely right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, just thinking yeah. back, I've we've got had fond some memories that, of that time. And, yeah, we've had some that have been very stressful shoots in a situation like that. And that one, everything worked like it was supposed to. And so right. while we were working right. hard, everything was just happening on schedule as expected. It just rolled through, which was great. I, that's interesting that you like that. Yeah, my about favorite you? film, My favorite film has to be... The EcoBoost versus the Greatest Hits, because that was something really? we talked about pretty early on. As when we get this Mustang, here it is, the turbo four-cylinder Mustang, at twenty-five grand. Now, not the one we got from Breastplate, but twenty-five grand-ish. Let's get stuff like that. And we have driven in the past couple of years so many things that were in that twenty-five to thirty grand range that were really great cars. So to have this discussion of all right, let's bring back the greatest hits and let's see if we can do a four-car shoot. I mean, if you think about it, the last four-car shoot we did before that was mid engines and mountains. Okay? And That's, it wasn't even four cars. It was going to be four, four, and it turned into three. Yeah. That was the thing. It was going to be four, turned into three, became this three-car shoot that was this big thing, and that became a feature film. Here was four cars for YouTube compared, shot in three days. It was a blitzkrieg of a shoot. It was such an attack. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, we ended up with this piece that I'm really proud of and has played wonderfully. It's one of my favorite structures that we do for editing, where it's not... Here's this car for 10 minutes. Here's this car for 10 minutes. Every car, it's not only you and I being, and, and, and I will be honest, there is a segment of the audience that it blows the brain right out of the back of their skull because they can't pay attention well enough to follow along. There is that segment of the audience. Mm. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. This, yeah. Piece is, this piece is not something you can watch with half your brain. You have to sit there and watch it, and I realize a lot of people don't want to consume content that way. But not only is it you and I constantly changing, but it's also the car changing. Now, now if you watch it, I, I do everything I can to tell you which car we're going into. But when we talk about handling, it's all four cars just talking about handling. Just talking bam, about bam, power. Bam, bam. All four cars yep. just talking about power. Versus spending you know five, six minutes, ten minutes on one car and moving on to the next one, which is much more traditional but I think is not as compelling to watch. So I like the edit on it. It has played really well. It's a piece I'm just genuinely proud of the shooting and everything. The fact that it came together at all is kind of shocking, honestly. Well, it's funny so you bring I'm that up. I'm very proud of that. I, I am proud of it, too. But it's funny you bring that up because that film is in the category of hardest film for me this year because of the mm. stress of corralling those cars in such a limited time. Yeah. And if you recall, 
we weren't going to pick a winner. Originally, the film, we weren't going to wrap things up and we were not going to pick a winner. We are going to say, okay, well, uh -huh. since we've driven them all. And the biggest thing that I, that, I guess the biggest thing that I needed to focus on was continuing to direct my commentary towards everything in comparison to the Mustang. Because the Mustang mm -hmm. was the only new car. We had driven the other three cars ad nauseum. I mean, up yeah. one side and yeah. down the other. We know those cars inside and out. The Mustang yep. was the newbie, but directing all of our commentary mm -hmm. to that in comparison to what we know about this current, the Fiesta, the sure. WRX, yeah. all those cars. Absolutely. Yep. But the, the biggest thing was logistics and just getting everything done because it was an extra car. We're, we're used to big uh -huh. three-car shoots, but yeah. adding that fourth one was just – it added a layer of complexity for me, and it did it have did. some stressful moments. So that – even though I am very proud of it as well, and we've gotten huge amount of traffic, and I'm I'm uh -huh. very proud for you to watch it. It was also logistically one of the hardest films, and therefore definitely on the stressful side yeah. because of the the rotation. Whatever we do to that car, well, we've we're driving, you know, four <laughs> four new ones. Yeah. Even though we've driven Fiesta STs, this is the new. But we have one. to shoot all four. We had to shoot all four exactly. new. Exactly. It wasn't. Exactly. We weren't pirating we footage from anywhere else. Yep, absolutely. We had to cycle everybody through. And, you know, to be honest, the other thing about it was that price point, that price area is exactly why Everyday Driver exists. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. cars that everybody could go out and afford, theoretically. It's, it's very affordable stuff that is genuinely fun to drive. It was right in the dead center of the target of what we do. I, I was just thrilled to do that piece. I'd like to do more pieces like that. But you're right. Four car. Also, it was a new location. I love it was a new location because it's a place yeah. we hadn't shot before, which is both great from a oh we've never gotten that shot, and bad from a how is this road? What's the traffic like? How can we get this so it's clear? You know, all of these kind of things that that we know about a lot of the places we shoot before. We had to add that element. There was a lot going on, but I love that piece. Yeah, I guess it was hard for me because we had to pick a winner because all those cars are. Yes, pick that one with this slight caveat. Do you have three or four kids? The FRS is not for you. Sure. But man, oh, yeah, what a yeah. great car. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a Fiesta ST, but you know, you've got a big family or a lot of gear to haul? Fiesta ST is not for you. But man, what a great car. Okay, over here, Super yeah, WR, you know, right, whatever. Right. And the Mustang, well, it was just the 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 way it was spec'd out. It was actually a pre-production car, so not quite spec what we wanted. So it wasn't it didn't hit the price mm -hmm. target that we wanted, but we had to drive it as we got it. Because you could yeah. spec it out like that. And then everybody yeah. sort of said, wow, 38000 for an EcoBoost. Like, you're right, but we're just driving yeah, it for insane. what it is, for what we got. Yeah. And then just saying, wow, this Mustang is great. It's a four-cylinder Mustang, and how do we convince everybody who's poo-pooed the four-cylinder thing for years? <laughs> it really yeah. is great. It does have a lot of power. I can't believe this motor's back in the Mustang, and you've got to come drive it for yourself. And for me, it was the winning car, but... With caveats, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. wow, well, the but, but you're is great. Right. I mean, the FRS is great. As, as, great. as ridiculous and, and soft as it sounds to say this, there were no losers in that comparison. That I hate <laughs> and, to and say that was the other it's thing. so like, cliche. We can't just say we're, they're it's all so, great. The end. Yeah, we can't, you know? we can't walk away and be like, well. But, but that was why you and I picked our – we numbered them. It wasn't going to be like, <laughs> yeah. this car's terrible. Clearly, all four of those cars were good, and they're good, affordable, enthusiast cars. That's what we're all about. But it was important to me that we at least rank them. And, of course, you and I, obviously, being us, rank them almost exactly opposite. <laughs> exactly. But – but and that was not planned, by the way. I have to say that we didn't go. Well, you're going to rank. We just got to the end of it. Like, yeah, that was well, crap. far after. We're, we're exactly we're like mirror images of of each other, the exact opposites on the ranking. But it was important for us to say this is the one I prefer and why. But picking out of all cars that we would say, if you came to either of us buying any of those four cars, that I bought one of these, would be like bravo, great car. 
Right. But right. you've got to figure out the one for you inside that. And what's what we were doing as well. You brought up Hardest Shoot for you was that one, which yeah, is interesting. I'm curious to hardest know what, for you. what yours was. Actually. My, my Hardest Shoot, I actually think of the year. i got to go back to very beginning of the year, and that was when we shot the Panamera. <laughs> was it because, because it was so cold? It was many things. Okay. We had the A7 from a private owner, and he yeah. was great. And he yeah. said, take the car, take it for a couple of days. I'm great with it. He was amazing to give us that car for the time, and he was so flexible about it, which was wonderful. The Panamera, we had tried to get a V6 Panamera from a private owner, and the ones we kept finding were, here's a GTS, here's a turbo, and I've tuned it. I mean, ones that were just rocket ships that would not compare to that A7 at all. So yeah, the only yeah. way we were able to get one was my wife and I, who were talking about getting rid of our Acadia. This is before we bought the Cayenne. Talking about getting rid of our Acadia, I took her down with me to the local Porsche dealer here in Salt Lake and got this V6 Panamera, which was, you know, on the consideration table for us, though slightly more than we wanted to spend. The one we were, actually drove was definitely more than we wanted to spend. But anyway, that <laughs> yeah, car up there. that car was was viable as a, as a used option for us. So... She and I genuinely got the car for the day as a long, full-day test drive, which the Porsche dealer was great about that. But what we realized is if she and I are going to get this car for a test drive, then we need to make half the day that, and the other half we need to shoot it against oh, this yeah. A7. Had so I had, to be, I had to be in one headspace with my wife of my wife and I. I want to give her my time. I want to give her my attention. That's important. Mm. This is a conversation we're having about a car mm. we might buy. I'm in that headspace. I'm letting her drive it. We're talking about it. I'm driving it. We're talking about it. Then it starts to snow, <laughs> which, you know, because why not? Let's, why, let's just why, add that. Wouldn't it? Then, then I have to drop my wife off. Then I have to meet you, and we have to shoot a piece. We have to shoot enough stuff. We can't, like, halfway through be like, well, we just ran out of time. Sorry. We still have to get no, our shots done. we had to get it done. In that day, fighting too. our way through snow, not snow, snow, not snow, which means it's not going to match. And also, it was very cold. Yeah, there was yeah. a crazy wind <laughs> that day because the storm was blowing in, which is why we had snow. Then I had to race back down from the shoot, try to get all the shots done, race back down from the shoot, return it to this guy before they close because they close early on Saturdays. He called me when I was about four blocks from the dealer just to call and be like, "Hey." Checking in. The breezy make sure you check bring in. Car back in time. Hey, exactly. So how's it going? He bring my me. car I was, back. I was four. I was four blocks away when he called me. I was. I was just getting there. But anyway, so that was <laughs> stressful for me because I was in so many different places uh, and we had so many complications and such a limited time. I can see that. I didn't realize that at the time about you and your wife and just doing, you know, going through that and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. But I can. I can I mean, definitely see that. Uh, it's yeah. a completely different headspace. Yeah, that that right. headspace versus now I step out and put on the uniform and I play host and director and shooter. Very different headspace well, than the husband headspace, let's buy a car. That's, yeah, those are the, not the same person. The husband and the, the buying mentality, which is an entirely exactly. different headspace about, wow, exactly. okay, you're thinking about you know money and budget and, okay, can we do this? Should we do this? Buyers of yeah. Morris, all that kind of stuff in one and, and – Trying to pack it and what's interesting, the good the good side of that, though, I have to say the good side of that was because of how long it took us to kind of get this Panamera and drive it away and all that kind of stuff, my wife had the opportunity to sit in a Panamera, sit in a Macan, and sit in a Cayenne. In that order, back to there back, at the dealer. Back to which is cool. And, and then have the Panamera driving experience, which she very much enjoyed. Uh, so that put... For the first time, it kind of put the Cayenne on both of our radar as a possibility. And, of course, we did wind up with that 2010 Cayenne, now one of our long-term cars. In fact, the first car we did a long-term on is that one. We'll keep talking about it. 
and talk about you know the reliability of it and all that. But we've loved it so far. So that was kind of the catalyst, the the, the beginning point of us even having a Porsche discussion. So it mm-hmm. worked, mm-hmm. but wow, that was a tough day. All right. So favorite road or drive that you took this year? Mm. Uh, keep going, okay. uh, unless. Uh... Unless you it don't wasn't, have a It wasn't there. the Panamera Drive. You know, I've got one. It wasn't the <laughs> okay. Panamera Drive. All right. No, but actually, but but having said that, it was still with my wife, though. Here, here's the interesting thing. When we bought the oh, FRS. I think I know. I think I know. I think we I bought know. the FRS. The first weekend, we had the yeah, FRS. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to take a fun drive, and I wanted to share it with my family. So my wife and my son both got in the car. He's in his, his you know, booster seat in the back. My wife's a little farther forward than she'd like to be, but all three of us. And my wife, she loves me. She knows the weird car guy that I am. She has that wife's relationship with my fast driving. She trusts me, but she really <laughs> wishes I would stop. It both exists simultaneously, okay? But she's giggling so, like a uh, fool and digging it the whole time. You know she, she is. She can be. And then there's moments when I've just I've crossed that line now, and now we need to bring it back home. So, you know, there's those, there's those two elements. <laughs> You're going how you know, fast? Okay, bring exactly. it down. Exactly. And, 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 plus, and plus, you know, we've got our son in the back, which adds the yeah. mother instinct. I get it. I do get it. But we, we took that FRS, and I picked a route I'd never done before. We went down away from our house here in Park City. We went down away one way that was a nice kind of breezy, consistent speed, two-lane highway road. Very nice, scenic, Not couldn't get all that fast, but it was just a nice kind of cruiser drive. Then we took another road out from there where it was just us, literally. I had a couple of miles of straight <laughs> shot road, just us. Got to find out the VMAX of the FRS because oh, there was man. no reason not to. I mean, literally, I went down this road at foot to the floor, top gear, how fast can this car go for probably 30 seconds without a break because there That's was nothing impressive. else on this road but us. It was just us. And I, <laughs> and I had visibility for miles and then ran that into a road that we've actually shot on for our upcoming four generations of Miata, ran into a road there that is an amazing, one of my favorite canyon roads in the Salt Lake area that goes out of a, a, a town called Hannah. It goes between uh, uh, kind of near where we live here in Park City and heads to Hannah. Amazing road there. Got to do that on the back end. So it was kind of all kinds of driving. And my wife, over her shoulder, literally, took a photo of our son when he was giggling in the middle of his drive. It's one of my favorite pictures of him ever. He's just head back, giggling. You can see the road out of the back window. My favorite drive of the year, hands down. That's. I remember that shot. That I think you even posted that, didn't you? On Twitter. I did. I did. Yeah, Such I, a fantastic, I did tweet that shot out. Such a yep. cute kid. It was very fun. It was very fun. Oh, man. Well, I'm thinking back to, and I've already alluded to it, and that was the drive for the M235i and oh, sure. the S3. Yeah. Because there was so mm-hmm. much. I mean, a lot of our comparisons are, but so much was, you know, the twisty roads, and you come around a new, fresh corner and go, oh, there's more. There's more. Look yeah. at that up there. And wow, yeah. I want to come back going the other way and do that which we did multiple times but there mm-hmm. was freeway driving there was just hangout cruising time there was a lot of fast driving there was the uh-huh. twisties and it was it was just such a glorious weekend to me it just and the, the I pine guess, the pines to palms yeah. highway or palms to pines or whatever yeah great it out of Palm really Springs. if you ever in that area great great road yeah. i suppose because we were so relaxed and we just had two cars to shoot and it was just sure. things were going as planned. When things, <laughs> you know, start to come wheels off and you got to deal with this or that, it just adds to yeah. the stress level. And sure even though we are enjoying the drive, we're still working hard behind the scenes and there's still deadlines. We still got to get things done. So it's not just a do do do, you know, we're out for a fun drive. Well, you- 
you know, you bring up an interesting you know? point. I feel like I don't know if I don't know if this happens to you or not, but I feel like when we're on a shoot, I, I exist in two headspaces, and one of them is just the driver headspace, just the drive, take in the car, be ready to talk about the car, that that headspace. But then there's the production headspace, and it really depends on which side of the car door I'm on. You know, am I inside the car door? Or am I outside the car door? And seriously, that's really and funny. That, it's true. It's true. It's like oh the gosh. car door just closed, and I'm inside it, and now I'm oh, I'm this guy right now. now. You're and that I have guy. to be. Right. We, right. But but the thing is, that shoot you're bringing up, the the BMW Audi shoot. The interesting thing was, both sides of the car door on that shoot were working as planned and low stress. Yeah. Now we were working yeah. hard on both sides, but a lot of times when you yep. step out of the car, that world is high stress because of the amount of light, the number of shots, the amount of traffic, whatever it is we're dealing with. And every shoot's a little bit different. But that one, that shoot, and which actually did deal with a decent amount of traffic, actually, but that shoot just was working very well. Edgar was bringing it like you wouldn't believe. And yeah, it was he a really was good shoot. as he creative as point. he's ever been on that shoot. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. brilliant. Great I stuff. Mean, yeah. Great stuff, yeah. All right, so two questions left here. I want to touch on this one, and that is the favorite comment on the show oh, or sure. the podcast favorite whatever that is i'm curious to know if you have a specific comment because i guess i don't i i don't have anything oh, okay. particularly specific mine was really just the massive discussion that that ford ecoboost uh shoot sure. generated oh yeah yeah it was oh, just the the new four-cylinder it and hey an these explosion. cars and the guys like these cars and because you said it was right in our sweet spot of yeah this was our target yeah. i mean that was the low-hanging fruit of what we do right in there and it just generated this massive amount of content and this is going to sound sappy but you know we can learn from others you know you and i learn from each other and we can learn from other people's perspective it was really cool to see oh that's a great perspective i hadn't considered that huh or whatever, you know what I mean? It just this well, yeah. gigantic discussion, and I but because I reveled in yeah, that. and it's and it it's ongoing, great. and because we do read all the comments, it's interesting to get because I mean, obviously, we have our experience, we have the things we've driven, but you never know what somebody else is going to bring to the table. That is interesting. Now, again, in the midst of that, there's lots of trolling, but you're right; there were some good <laughs> oh, comments yeah. on that, and and we do continue to read all of the comments. Sometimes that's yep. overwhelming. All yeah. of the comments and all of our videos, but I have a couple things. I have one broad one, and I have one specific one, and the broad okay. one is this. Right. Honestly. Anytime I'm frustrated with with the show or comments on the show or whatever, there is one thing that can really make me go, okay, this is working. And that is go to iTunes and read our iTunes reviews on this podcast because you guys yeah, listening yeah. consistently just get it. And, you know, YouTube has got all this other noise and all these other reasons people comment and people have actual extra accounts just so they can be trolls. I mean, we've seen it all and it exists. I get it. But if you're commenting on our podcast, and if you haven't commented, we love your review. But if you're commenting on our podcast, it seems to be because you get it, and you get it enough, you want to share that you get it. And so those comments in general are very encouraging and let us know. We, we've joked about it before. We're like, ah, okay, so apparently what we're trying to get out there is getting through because <laughs> you guys that comment on the podcast have been great like, about that. You call me, it's working. It's working. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Have you read this? But no, it's cool. It's really cool. Genuinely encouraging. And, and, and it, it does feel like you guys are friends, which is cool, which is another thing we're going yeah, for. I mean, we does. talked about it from the beginning. We started the show to help our friends find cars they'll love. Yep. You are our extended friends now, which is Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. I have to go one specific, and that is Peter in New Jersey wrote us an email right before Christmas. Okay. And it was 
one of the coolest interactions we've gotten. It wasn't a public comment, but I'm sharing it now, Peter, so sorry. But he, he lives in New Jersey. He commutes to Wall Street. He does a lot of commuting on trains, some commuting in traffic. He does it all. He does all the worst kind of commuting. And he takes our podcast with him. And he's joked about, I've been sitting there on the train laughing and had people look at me like a crazy person because I'm laughing at the podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you think it's funny. But, but he's, he's enjoying the car debate. He enjoys our videos. He's a genuine fan of what we do. And he wrote right before Christmas for no other reason than to just say that. Just say, guys, thanks. This has helped me. He makes a comment in his, in his commentary here that working on Wall Street, he, he's around a lot of guys that claim to be car guys. But as he starts to talk to them, he realizes they're just guys that want to buy the biggest, baddest whatever for the bragging rights. Oh, they're not into sure. the car. yeah. And here we are talking about, oh, you got twenty grand, you want a hot car? Let's get you a $20,000. We're at the totally other end of the spectrum, really chasing fun cars. And he's found it a breath of fresh air, and he wrote us this really nice email. It wasn't very long, but it was just, guys, here's my situation. Thank you for giving me some kind of reality in being a car enthusiast because I'm not finding it anywhere else. And I was just thrilled to read that. So, Peter, thank you for writing. That was my favorite comment of the year just because it didn't have anything other than Oh, guys, thanks. It was like, cool, that's awesome. There's been many good ones, but I wanted to point that one out because it's recently. That, that is was very cool. cool. I suspect that there's others like Peter that sort of take us oh, no question. with them on the airplane or the train or whatever it is, and that is awesome. So thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. I, I remember that yeah. comment. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I love that. All right, here we go. Last question to kick off a fresh, shiny, bright and new year full of promise and opportunity and good new things. And another one-hour podcast. And another one-hour on. podcast. We've just gotten started. This is the three-hour end-of-the-year special. What? Exactly right. <laughs> Didn't I tell you that? Tune in next week. Podcast? No, no, no. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wow. These are the cars that you and I most want to drive in 2016. New, fresh, oh, that's it. Okay. whatever it is. Okay. What are the cars? <clears throat> I have 10 on the list. <clears throat> Um, what are the cars that you, you want to drive? You have I've 10? Seen. I felt bad about bringing up two. You have 10? <laughs> I have 10, but you're going to like the list. I promise. I'm, oh, I'm, my Lord. I'll go fast. I'll go fast. But it is going to be a three-hour podcast. All <laughs> well, right. I'll, I'll okay, do it in go on. three minutes or something. It'll be fast. Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah, right. likely story. Mm-hmm. And and you'll I'll give a little comment on each one. Here we go. <laughs> Alfa Romeo Julia. This car okay, has been sure. marketed yeah. as the fastest car, fastest Ford production sedan around the Nurburgring. We have been to the Nurburgring. We like the Nurburgring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So they claimed a ring time, and then BMW immediately threw down with their M4 Club Sport, whatever, GTS. And not exactly faster, the same kind of animal, but yeah. Not really, fine. but okay. But that Julia is super sexy. It's beautiful. I love that thing. Alpha really returns with the hotness Ford or sedan Eliotta shows where I saw it. Really cool. One and I have to revisit. I, I can see why it's on your list. I have to revisit my comment I made on the LA Auto Show podcast, and that is, look, I'm sure the 500 and whatever horsepower one will be awesome. I want to drive the base, the, like, 290 yeah, right, horsepower. Right. I want to drive that one because that's the one I'm most curious about because I'm hoping that it's good because that will be a genuine alternative car the fifty, sixty thousand dollar, you know, all in sure, version, sure, great sure. if you can get there. But what about the thirty five thousand dollar entry level? I hope it's that cheap. I want to drive that one, but that I, I like that that's on your list. Keep going. All right, Ford Focus RS should be obvious. That is one of my two. That <laughs> okay. is one of the two okay. that I listed. Absolutely, no uh, question. I mean, what come else? on. It, the yeah, the yeah. Evo walks away, and the Focus RS walks in with all wheel drive and goes, "Hello, goes, let's Hi. drive that car." More horsepower and all wheel drive. Hi there. 
All right. Yeah, exactly. uh, another Ford. That is the Shelby Mustang GT350 or GT350R. Flat crank. <laughs> Hi there. Yeah. Liked the Mustang Ford EcoBoost. Uh-huh. <clears throat> sure. 350. We're fans. We're fans of the current new Mustang. You're right. Okay. All right. Fair point. You're right. You're All right. right. Keep going on the list. BMW M2. <clears throat> yep. Want to drive yep. that I'd... badly? Shocking. Yeah. That that I, I thought this was going to be I thought this was going to be a what is your one car I felt bad about bringing two I actually didn't mention the M two because I knew you'd bring it but keep going okay all right uh, well you and I had the opportunity to drive a Lotus Evora S this year you had actually mm-hmm. driven both flavors of the Evora yep that yep. new four hundred is coming I am mm-hmm. super intrigued because I kind of believed you but I kind of didn't and then after I drove mm-hmm. it I'm a convert and then they're adding everything. Even though I'm not sure about the interior, I think I like the prior styling better, but whatever. The 400 is coming. Want to drive. Daddy like. I want to drive that car. That is the other one on my list. That is the other of my two, is the Lotus Evora 400, because, you know, Lotus is trying to stumble forward. I mean, they had, you know, they had the, the Danny, whatever his name was, from Red Bull that was their yeah. president for a while. And yeah, he yeah, had yeah. six cars, and that was mostly smoke and mirrors and a marketing exercise. And then, you know, they almost, they had an Esprit. They had a new Esprit that was like in the last, it was like eight-tenths done. And then that dies as well. So now they're kind of trying to just stumble forward, next new gasp. They're going to do a new Elise, apparently. Here's the updated Evora. I'm Lotus Guy. I love the Elise and Evora as they currently are. I really want to drive that 400. That's my other one, for sure. Totally. All right. You and I had the opportunity to dip our toe in the pool that is McLaren. When we drove, when uh-huh. we on the pilgrimage film, we drove McLaren 12C. We have licked yep. one lick of the McLaren lollipop, and I want to drive the new 570S. <laughs> wow. I've wow, just had that a, was an analogy. I've had oh, one taste. Okay. I've had one lick of the sweetness that is that car, easy. and I want to go easy. drive that 570S. <laughs> I'm going I have to say, the 5... The 570S is the one in their lineup I'm most intrigued by. And I do realize that the P1 exists when I say that. But the 570S, honestly, that's the first McLaren interior that I went, this is actually awesome. I mean, they do a great minimalist thing, but their 570S, as they make it a little bit more, I mean, comparatively, obviously, a little bit more of an an everyday usable, everyman car, even though it's still, you know, $200,000, but it is the lower end of the lineup. But I'm intrigued because you're starting to get right into the Porsche world now, and and they're working their way, I mean, again, it's all relative, down market. Uh, I do. That's a great one. I like that. Okay. You know I couldn't let this list go without having a Porsche on it, and so I stuck the Cayman GT4. Wow. I have yeah. to drive that car. That's not a just yeah. I want to get in that car and tootle around. I have to get in that car. I am well, blown away by this car. I want to drive that I'm gonna, so I'm badly. Gonna, I'm going to throw out an idea for you. Throw out an idea for you because, you know, I'm sorry we keep coming back to pilgrimage, but it was a big thing in our year. You know, we drove the <laughs> GT3 on the ring. We need to now drive the GT4 on the ring. Ugh. The Cayman GT4 on the ring because I, I'd just yeah. be fascinated for the difference. The GT3 was, was shockingly solid on the ring. And the GT4 would be fascinating. Corvette Z06. We've driven the new C7 Corvette. Sure. We've really liked it. Yeah. The Z06 yeah. is like, what, 80 grand, 90 grand? Maybe call it 100, fully loaded. 100, 100 by the time you really do it. Yeah, of course. Holy yeah. moly, this car exists. 600 and whatever million horsepower, and I want it's to drive a, that thing, too. A, competes with everything. That's what it is. Competes yeah, with everything. I totally agree. In fact, I've got a. We've. I'll. I'll talk to you about it when we're actually done with the podcast. But we've. We've rattled around kind of different ways to maybe cover that car, and I think I've landed on something that would be a very cool film to put that car in. But anyway, okay. That's right. neither here nor there right now. All right. Yeah. 
That'd be great. Two more, and that okay. is uh, one we talked you about. You still last have two month, more. Right? How long is this list again? How this many? Is, okay, okay, only sorry, ten cars. Only ten going. cars. Okay. Uh, you All and right. I talked about this last podcast, the Acura NSX. That is intriguing the daylights yep. out of me because sure. of our discussion about the price. Where does it stand? Mm-hmm. It's back in the market. And it's comp- competition. Yep. The competition, yep. and it's not quite positioned like the last car was. So, how's it going to drive? How's it going to stand up? Do we like it? Should yeah. you pay the money? And then yeah. finally, okay. kind of an outlier, a uh, bit of a left field, but I still do want to drive it and try this out. And that's the Tesla Model X. I want to drive that thing. I really do. Uh, I want to yeah. see what that's like. Yeah. We covered the Model S well enough, and people really like that review. We tried to make kind of a, a throwdown piece, and many people think it's a definitive piece about that car. I really want to drive the X. I have to say I've seen one, and I do not like how it looks. But really, that's just, you don't that, like that's it. That's just that opinion. But uh, you really do, which is I another reason do. to get into it. Yeah. I just I think it'd be fascinating to to drive that car to talk about it. There will be many things about it that I'm sure will be great storage space, if nothing else. Oh so, yeah, um, it's like a boat. All yeah. the nooks and crannies. Yeah, it'll do something. You seriously. Know? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be really interesting. That that is that's a good one. I like your list. I didn't realize we were going that far. I, with the list. I but I knew you like your myself. list. Okay, bravo. All right. All right. So you had okay. one more. You good. said you had two. Uh, the no, Focus no, that's RS the two. Focus RS and the Lotus Evora. Okay, all those right. are my two. Got it. Yeah. I I love it. You covered. Don't get me wrong. You've covered an excellent ten. I can chime in on all of them, but those are the big two for me. Focus RS and Lotus Evora four hundred for sure. For sure. Whew. I think we're done. I think that's it. That's all the I, questions I guess on my so. list here. I guess Man. so. Remember this podcast, no matter what happens to YouTube or our other video content, this podcast remains every Tuesday. If you haven't rated it, please rate it. Please share it. We're glad to have you with us here on The Car Debate. Thank you guys for listening to us ramble on about years in because, <laughs> wow, this is an hour. This is an hour. Well, it's a full hour special, end of year, you know, kind of thing. And uh, if you haven't ordered your discs yet, don't worry. Hmm. The stocking stuffers that you probably bought were fine. The discs from us would have been better. <laughs> just saying. I've got a gigantic go. stack to mail to you. Find those on Amazon as a Blu-ray. Vimeo has the rental and the download. Todd mm-hmm. actually posted the one lap of the ring with the instructor, the full instructor lap as a bonus the extra yep. on, the, on Vimeo the Vimeo download. Piece, yep. Is that Am I correct in saying it's the download only? You don't get it if you rent it. But as the download, that's it's part the extra? of it's part of the purchase. It's part of the purchase. Yeah, if you okay. buy the purchase, you get the extras. That's how Vimeo just works. You can't, uh, to my knowledge, you can't get the extras with a rental. Somebody may correct me there, but my understanding is that it's part of if you buy, you get the extras. We included that extra. Now there are seven extras on the Blu-ray. We we cannot yes, nor will yes. not include them all on Vimeo. But that one, because it is so directly related to enthusiasts obsessing over the ring, which is not everybody that watches this film. We had one guy already that commented on the Blu-ray. And he acknowledged right away, he's like, I'm not a track guy, so this isn't necessarily my thing, but he sure. still really liked it. If you are a track guy, then you'd probably be intrigued by an uncut lap of the ring with an instructor in our ear. So we have that up there as one of the extras because it's off the disc, and so it's now on Vimeo too. Thanks for bringing that up. Yep, absolutely. Guys, don't forget, write to us with your ideas. Bring it. I'm going to be buried under a digital avalanche of words. But, yes, uh, you are. We've, yes, we've kind of asked for it here, and we're intrigued to know what uh, – we, we want to know what our audience thinks, and so I Absolutely. say bring it. Uh, but until then, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.